Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. No way. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard, man. I'm your Huckleberry. How many assholes we got on this ship, anyhow? Yo! I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. You have to let it all go, Mio. Fear, doubt, and disbelief. Free your mind. And welcome, everybody, to the inaugural Master Debaters. I'm gathering quite a panel here tonight of exclusive guests. And uh, what we're going to do with this show is basically open forum, roundtable, getting minds together, talking about different topics. Some, some weeks we'll have a specific topic to go over. Some weeks we will just go with the flow, whatever anybody wants to hear. So uh, anybody listening, if you have any topics you want to send in, feel free to send it to any of us and we will take it forward. Uh, tonight, I am joined by Mr. Ryan Dean of the Dangerous World Podcast. Ryan, how you doing? Dude, thank you for having me on. I'm doing a fantastic, man. And I think that this is a brilliant idea. And we are going to uh, hopefully, like you said, bring some minds together and pop some brains, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. Nico, how you doing, man? Nico from Upstate Unconventional. Doing great, Matt. It's great to finally talk to you. Face, you know, actually <laughs> hey, talk instead face of face. Virtually. <laughs> yep. Nice to see everyone and finally talk to some people. Emily, nice to meet you. Ryan and Dave, I know you, so. <laughs> and with that, I'll introduce Mr. Davey Wavy, a.k.a. Dave from the Red Pill Cartel. What's going on, guys? It's a pleasure. Like, as soon as you said that you were going to do this, I'm like, yeah, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Excellent. It's great. I don't have to twist anybody's arm. That's a Emily, good nice to meet you. Ryan, uh, man, you're fucking awesome Matt. you guys are all awesome <laughs> and last but not least miss emily how are you doing i am great it's so nice to talk to you face to face matt because we've talked so much you know on other things but never face to face so that's great and ryan and i of course go way back well two podcasts <laughs> and it's really nice to meet you nico and davy so what we have tonight is we don't really have a a topic so to speak but one of the things we wanted to run off is is uh one of the things i was going over in one of my recent shows is you know with the way everything's going down right now and all the the chaos and how there's kind of a plan in in effect and and things are going in a negative direction and what we want to try and do is figure out what can we do you know what can we do to help other people and ourselves and the community at large move ahead and avoid, you know, this train wreck that we're, you know, we're on a runaway train right now. And if we don't stop it, this whole thing's going to crash and it's going to, it's not going to end well. But like I said, in, in my podcast, we still have time. 
And and one of the things we talked we talked about is, you know, memes are great. It's great to be on the internet. It's 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 great to talk to each other, but it's kind of an echo chamber, right? We're we're all talking to each other, and we're not getting across the line where we need to get to be able to to reach other people. You know, and one of the things that I do is is like when I go to my son's school events or sporting events, you know, I'll talk to some parents and you know, feel them out a little bit, see where they stand and then kind of figure out how far to push. Right. Cause you don't want to, you, you don't want to go in there right away and start dropping, you know, reptilians on them cause you'll blow their minds. But at <laughs> the same time, you know, I, I don't want to make them think that I'm, you know, all in on this whole scheme that's going on. So what, what are some of the things or ideas that you guys have or, or things that maybe you're doing that are outside the box a little bit in your area or, or with people, you know, Actually, if I can interject, um, one thing I've been doing is uh, where, when I'm at my uh, workplace, <clears throat> I let people know that if you need any documentation when it comes to like mandates or anything, because we're not mandated at work yet, right? <clears throat> but if it comes down to it, I have documentation that can like hold the company liable for what they're trying to do. You know what I mean? So I'll just go up to them or message them on Instagram and say, look, if it comes down to it, then I'm the guy to go to if you need any kind of documentation to help you out in the long run. Like either you take the jab or you don't. And if you don't, then you can still like, you could probably sue them if it comes down to it. You know what I mean? Hey, so being the only Canadian in the group, is are they pushing the mandates up there as well? I know you're put they're, they're borderline vax pass for the most part, right? Uh, we have vax passes in uh, I think a few provinces now mm-hmm. and uh, in ours as well. But I haven't really seen anything happening with it. Like I went to the food court one day at the mall and I mentioned this in my last show and it was just like like I went to I went in without a mask into the mall and there was like a a booth that you can go to to give your vax passport but nobody was in it so i just sat in the food court and had my my food right and it was like okay so is this really like is anybody complying here because well obviously there are people because everybody in there had a mask on but i didn't see anybody like giving their vax passport or anything and that came out uh september 22nd okay I think it's just a big scare tactic, honestly. I mean, are they really going to start checking people? I mean, you could just make a fake one, you know? Like, how are they going to really regulate this? Well, the thing thing is, is that um, what I heard is that not only that you have to show them the Vax passport, but you have to show your ID as well, which ties into the the passport. Okay. So, so yeah. So, okay. So, Canada is basically the same. Now, are they doing the same thing at work, too? No, not at all. Okay. Yeah. All we have to difference. do is they asked me if I wanted to take the, the jab like three times. I'm like, no, no, no. And I had my boss like roll her eyes at me like, okay. <laughs> okay, roll well, your so eyes all you want, right? That's a, that's a serious problem that we have here in the United States. What it sounds like in the mainstream media's narrative, it sounds like everyone in Canada is vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And it's like you guys are just like the, the fucking North American branch of China is what it sounds like. But like, you know, everyone that I talk to, they're saying similar stories as you are. 
where no, there's there's quite a few people that aren't vaccinated and a lot of people are standing up to this stuff. And exactly. I think that's good, dude. I think that that's that's phenomenal. Um, you know, I'm I think I'm the farthest south out of everybody here. I'm in Arizona. And, you know, I know in Wisconsin, uh, Emily, if I'm not mistaken, that's where you're at. There's some in- insane things going on in the school districts there. And then in Massachusetts and New England as a whole, fairly liberal area. Right. Uh, you know, if we're going to just like paint with broad brushes. Um, but there's so many people in these areas that are not down with this whole narrative. And, um, you know, th- the whole topic of COVID seems very tiring to a lot of people. I'm tired of talking about it. Matt, I know you and I spoke about this a little bit. Like, like I, I invited you to talk about like the more esoteric themes of COVID. And you're like, dude, I, I'm just sick of talking about it. Right. <laughs> and that's what it is. It's 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 exhausting. And I can't help but think that COVID is a distraction for food shortages, supply chain breakdowns and all these things, dude, I'm hearing like mainstream media type deals talk about food shortage right now and how we're going to have a very dark winter, right? They said that last year, but when you look at gas prices, when you look at inflation, uh, microinflation is what I would call it right now. I don't know if that's a real term or not, but I'm seeing little dollar products, you know, with the company that I work for going up by 18%. So these dollar products are now a dollar 18. It may not sound like a lot when you're paying, you know, a dollar 18 versus a dollar. Yeah, that's 20%, Ryan, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's double your taxes. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, of course we don't pay taxes on food, but how else is that going to trickle down? I don't know if you guys have noticed too. Lipton is a big brand that I really noticed this with. They were selling gallon jugs for like two ninety eight at Walmart's, and now they're selling uh, sixty four ounce, which is uh, I, I mean I'm not a mathematician here. That's about I think uh, a uh, half, mm-hmm. right? About a half. Sixty four ounces is not a gallon. Sixty four shots of whiskey. Half. Okay, there you go. Half a gallon. <laughs> so they're selling they're selling half a gallon for the same damn price as the gallons were. And and this was just done like blanketed throughout Lipton. Lipton is a major company, right? It's a major brand or major branch of a, a major company. Um, Pepsi is who owns is who owns Lipton, right? Um, but we, we see the same problem with mainstream media and the food companies. There's like seven entities that own mainstream media. And I think there's like six or six and between six and 10 companies that own every food brand that you've ever heard of yeah so we're seeing the same deal man all that it takes is for one person to say hey we're gonna jack prices up or we're gonna limit supply and economics 101 says that if supply goes down demand goes up and and who's gonna pay the price it's not only the five of us here it's every single one listening and people that don't even care about this stuff dude because they're too busy worrying about how many genders there are and shit And, and I, I've heard you, I've heard you, I've heard you talk before about, uh, you know, shortages and preparing and, and things like that. Now, I know you come across a lot of people day to day, Ryan. Do you do you talk to them about it? You know, give them oh. a heads up. And dude, you know, I've I've been okay. going full Alex Jones, full Alex Jones <laughs> on people. I sit there and I'm sitting, I'm like, I'm like screaming about this stuff, dude, because it's, it's disturbing in a way, man. I'm, and I, you know, I, I've been really ragging against these alarmists that the people that are just going out and saying that the world's going to end tomorrow. And then the sun comes up and they're like, well, it didn't end because we talked about it. Right. That's why it didn't end. Like it, it's insane, man. And it, it's very disturbing. But now you start seeing, like I said, more mainstream people talk about some shortages. Um, 
there's a clear attack on Christians right now. And, you know, I'm sure you, you probably know I'm agnostic. I don't really follow the whole idea of like Christianity or whatever. But um, if there is an attack on Christians, what better time to launch an attack than on like the biggest Christian holiday, which is fake anyway, the Christmas holiday. Um, it, it's it's very interesting. And I think that we're in for a, a, an interesting time over the next couple of months. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you there. I think there's more coming that's being worked on behind the scenes right now that um, we are so distracted with everything else, with the infighting in our country or, you know, everything that's happening with COVID and the vaccine. But like we were saying earlier, with the vaccine mandates, they're giving us so much smoke and mirrors to put pressure on people. And the, the worst part about it is when in our country, when Biden announced our vaccine mandate, he never did an executive order on it, as you all know. Um, that didn't follow through. So he did that. He put that out there specifically to um, make companies start taking action out of fear, thinking that they had to, or allow at least some permission to have that happen without having any recourse coming back onto him. And I and I think it's a really um, it's a sick move, but I think also it shows how desperate they are because so many of us are not complying. And like you know, David, you said in Canada, a lot of people are saying no. But we're being told Canada is like the good followers of the government who do everything they're told. Um, and then we're being told we're in the minority for not being vaccinated. But then, you know, for example, my company came out and said, you know, they have a lot of remote workers. And I know that when they put out a vaccine survey, they said, um, you know, we, the day after it was due, they said we only had a 63% return rate, which tells me that a lot of people who are not vaccinated did not respond. And, um, so from there, that just that just says that, you know, when they, when they came through with their their specific mandate, it was remote workers were not included in any mandates whatsoever. So there's no penalty for holding on to remote workers who aren't vaccinated because there is no mandate in place. There really is no penalty. It's just to try to spur people to panic and get the vaccine because they're not getting the numbers that they wanted. They're not going to get the ultimate deaths that they were hoping for from the people who took it. I agree. I mean, uh, every Saturday, downtown Toronto, they have thousands of people protesting. See, and that's just, what has just, to happen here, Dave. Yeah, you know, thousands of people protesting, not just here, but Montreal as well. Montreal is another big one. Um, and like the people that I work with, there's there's even like old ladies that I work with that are just like, I've had enough of this bullshit. Yeah, you know what I mean? There's so many people that are just like. I've had enough. And we, if we can get together and just say, we've had fucking enough of this bullshit, we can end it. Yep. Oh, but totally. there's also a hell of a lot of pussies up here too. So yeah, but there's, there's protests going on in, in the U S too. But the funny thing is you won't see a second. Nothing in the media, yeah. nothing nope. in the media. All you can find is uh, stuff on Telegram. That's now, it. my friend sent me some pictures the other day from New York City from this past weekend, and it was unbelievable. There were thousands of people marching and not one bit of it on the news. Right. I had friends who were there and they were shocked. They, yeah. were, I mean, they were just like, how is this not getting any coverage anywhere by anybody? I mean, people yeah. were literally submitting their personal photos and videos to right wing journalists who didn't even most of them didn't publish it yep yeah that goes as, to show as, as we found out though the the right-wing journalists like oan 
They're owned by AT&T. You know, they're mm-hmm. basically puppets. It's like Fox, right? How much do you really trust what's on Fox? But you would expect them to put it out there, right? Because it kind of, it, it gets that divide and conquer mentality out there. They could say, oh, look at these crazy protesters out here, like what they did last summer, right? You had the peaceful BLM marches, but those disgusting freedom protests that were going on, you know? And, and <laughs> yeah. It was it was so backwards, you know. You said that you said that in your show too, and that's why they don't cover it is because there's no violence in these protests. Mm-hmm. If there was, oh, hey. it'd be all over the news. Right. Let's not let's not uh, bash BLM because that's a good way to get banned. You know what I mean? Uh, right. We got we to just talk about how great they are, dude. You know what I mean? BLM. Yeah, burn loot phenomenal murder. organization. Yeah, they do a great job of destroying cities. I live right by Kenosha, and it's still <laughs> largely boarded up. Oh. We, went, we went down there a month ago and there's still boards everywhere because there's no funding being given to to fix some of the buildings other than like the you know court building well i bet you um, vanguard and blackrock bought all those up you know they probably yeah. just in, swooped it up and those people are gone they absolutely did and you know zillow has been buying on behalf i don't know if you've heard about this yeah um i work in real estate but um so zillow is buying properties on behalf of chinese entities and BlackRock and other companies um, in certain areas where it might raise red flags for people to notice. So like in in red states, for example, Zillow is the one who's on the purchase agreement, um, purchasing commercial buildings that have gone out of business because all the small businesses were targeted. Um, And then they're, they're then transferring it for a dollar or whatever over to these other entities. And I have to tell you, though, I did see, and this might be off topic, but in the last few years, as I was working in uh, commercial real estate and doing these things, um, there was a huge competition coming in for every bid I ever made for any property um, from Chinese entities. It was in the last five to six years. And there was a, it was always a foreign national entity from China that I was uh, competing against in a bidding war. And I, I, at the time, just thought, oh, you know, they're looking to invest here because their their economy is booming. They're making a lot of money, and they can't own land in China. The Chinese government owns all land, and you can just build property, and they can seize it at any time. Um, but here, I thought, okay, they're looking to make some good investments. But no, I think there was a much bigger um, level of seeds being planted, and what that is, and where that's going to go, we have yet to see. But I think that's interesting to note. Um, and yeah, something and I want- to share. I wonder if that's tied to Evergrande too, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Because Ever, yeah. Evergrande is now, you know, like what we were in, in 2008. And, you know, what if they just came in and bought all this shit up with funny money and now they're going bankrupt and we can't buy it back. So who's going to buy it up? You Evergrande know? was a was a shell company, though, right? It was just same as similar to Enron, right? Yeah. And I know that that's how you're equating it here. And that, that's a perfect analogy. Exact same deal that was going on in, in uh, 2028. Um, I forget who it was. Someone mentioned BLM. Uh, and, and I think that actually might have been me or, or who who said BLM is like doing, uh, you know, the, whatever they're doing. But we see the same deal where BLM now is speaking out against the vaccine mandates. Yeah. But where are those three witches that the, the like literal witches? I'm not just calling them witches because I don't agree with what they stand for. Uh, Patrice Colors and the other two, uh, they are all, you know, Wiccans like they they oh, yeah. the religion is Wicca. Yeah. Um, they're Marxist, self-proclaimed Marxists. Where are uh, they right now? Because when BLA, what's that? 
they're in retirement. So they've um, largely stepped down from a um, yeah. active role. Uh, no, they I read an article about it where they said, yes, you know, we've, we've, we've had a big year. We've done all these things. Now it's time to pass the torch to the next generation. <laughs> yeah. They, they took their up, money and ran. And they went to Beverly Hills with their $30 million that they made and purchased cash, their new homes. And they're living the high life right now. And who's hearing anything except for BLM saying like the people who are lingering that, um, you know, the, they're going against the vaccines. Um, but otherwise there's no word about racial tension. There's no word about police shootings. There's no word about any of this because we're not an election year. Well, that's not till 2022. So yeah. we'll see that in 2022 when the, when the, uh, you know, midterms come around, but, you know, obviously we know that BLM really stands for by large mansions. Once you make it to the right level. Right. But who is this dude? Loves minors. <laughs> I mean, it could be, it, it can be a lot of things. We know it doesn't stand for black lives matter though. Right. right I mean, like that's right. the farthest thing from the truth, but this dude that's stepping up, like speaking out against the vaccine mandates, um, who is this guy? You know, I, I don't know if any one of us can name his name. And this guy is now the leader and, and no one knows who he is. He but a lot of people are right. He's the new torchbearer, right? They passed it on to him. He's the next well, inheritor. So when, after the 2022 elections, he'll be buying his mansion in Malibu. And we'll see what happens after that. <laughs> but, you know, my point is that people like us that are like, yeah, you know, screw the vaccine mandates. We see BLM standing up against them and we're like, oh, hell yeah, BLM. And, and it's like that meme where like the black gangster and the white redneck are coming together, shaking hands, saying, I got your back, brother. Right. And it's like, no, th th none of this is real, dude. All of this stuff is literally just us. They're whipping us up into a frenzy and they're getting us excited that we have some power over this stuff. And, and I mean, it's just. It, we always thought, and and I was guilty of it too, man. QAnon, kind of like getting absorbed into that whole culture it's and being still like, going on, dude. The QAnon thing is still going. Yeah. Well, yeah. sure, and, and I mean, those people that are still following it are just retarded. Let's be real. Oh, I mean, man. anyone that's still supporting QAnon is. I got people sending shit to me all the time, and I'm like, dude, get over it, man. Davey, Davey, it's funny you mentioned in your and Ryan. It's funny you say that because in your Telegram. There was a kid, Davey, that was going off on that. He wrote like some two page about what's going to happen. This is all part of the plan. And I go, I, I use the old Tropic Thunder. You never go full retard, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, people do, though. Don't buy into everything that you see, man. You can't buy into one concept and just go all in. Like, it's, it's not yeah. going to work, man. And Nico, you're, you're three hours outside the city, right? So yeah. it's... And and I consider that area up there, it's almost red up there, right? Yeah, I mean, it's they, they would like you to believe that all of New York is like all blue, but it's just the city for the most part. And yeah. and Westchester, right? Like yep. the lower, I'm, lower, the lower area in New York near the city. Yeah, I'm close to Albany, and Albany is Democrat all the way, but you know, 20, 40 minutes south, north, whatever, it's it's all conservatives you know there's mm. no there's no mass mandates in like my hometown or anything like that you just walk into the store it's like nothing is going on and and when you come across people you know are is, is there anything that you you know you have a a, a i don't know a, a, a i don't know what the word is like a skit or something that you're you're gonna play off to them you know that you talk to people about kind of like an icebreaker almost yeah i just get people talking you know i i I don't know what it is. People just 
always liked to talk to me for it's whatever reason. Yeah, maybe. Definitely the beard. But, yeah, it's yeah. the beard, man. Of course, dude. Yeah. Oh, I, I just, I mean, I trimmed it. I used to have it down <laughs> to like my, right about here. But I'm um, going to go, I'm starting to go for it now. Starting. <laughs> yeah, just pull out your dong and just strike up a conversation, dude. That's the best <laughs> right. way to do this kind of thing. Exactly. You know what I mean? You just got to, like I said, you got to break the ice some way or another. No, I, I, in all honesty, man, I, I'm just very, I'm very concerned with the way that that things are going, dude. And I hate, like I said, I hate to sound alarmist, man. Um, but you know, I'm I'm relatively new to the podcasting world. I've only been doing it about two years, and um, the way that the freaking world has changed is mind blowing. So it's like you know, we hear the idea of the the new world order, or whoever we want to coin uh, the term they to, whoever they are they're doing a lot of work right now they're working in like you know double speed right now and this is maybe why things seem so obvious to us and and they're getting like you know it's in your face what they're doing and this is why i was talking about uh you know i think it was last week i think that the liberals and these globalists are actually going to be the ones that ends up in these camps that are being built in australia which coincidentally it's going to be done in 2024 very interesting time alaska uh, well, no, Alaska has the biggest camp. I don't know if Alaska is is building a new camp. Alaska has a camp that can fit two million people, but Australia is actively right now building a massive health camp. They're calling it, and it's going to be completed in 2024. And I guarantee there's American funding there. Um, what are you referring to with Alaska, Matt? Oh no, no, I heard. I, I remember hearing on your podcast when you were talking with Ron about how they have the the big. Uh, yeah, you know, like you said, two million dollar or two million person capacity uh, place up there, and mm-hmm. you know it. Like you guys said on the show, it's almost like the American Siberia, right? It is yeah, where yeah. They send you right. They'd send send you up out in the cold, out out away from the continental U.S. and uh, be done with you, basically. Yeah, get them away. We don't want to see that crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like let's let's just enjoy our lives here. And like it's that whole idea with Rex eighty four and Agenda twenty one. Um, or agenda 2030, whatever we're calling it today. I don't know. That's so confusing to me. Well, how it's they a different that. one. It was event 201, and then you had agenda 2030. Well, and agenda 21 was, well, was yeah, yeah, agenda 21 also. You're right. Meaning the 21st century, right? <laughs> so I mean, like this is this is what's confusing to me. And it's like um when you look at what that is, you know, us conservatives, or I mean, I don't, I don't like to label anyone yeah, conservative. conservative. I, I know, I know, <laughs> man, my bad. I, I don't consider myself to be that anymore either. But I, I tend to align more with that socially or, or um, fiscally, I should say. Um, I'm more of a, um, personally, I'm more of a, a liberal when it comes to social issues. But um, yeah, dude, I, I think that when you look at that, more independent, free people, they want to live on some land and they want to get out of the towns and so on. But if you look at what Agenda 21 is or Agenda 2030. It they're going to funnel people out from those rural areas and get them into mega cities, and those rural areas are going to be open for the elites. So it's just like what's up is down in everything, in every possible way that you look at these things. If you're going in all in on something, you're probably wrong. And this is what kind of gets me a little concerned about like buying silver and buying gold and things like this. Um, you know, the satellite phone idea these people that pump the satellite phones, it's like, dude, you don't think they're going to wipe satellite phones out when shit hits the yeah. fan. That's, you know that's what I mean? the worst. I mean, why Damn invest radio. in all that and then, and then have it not work. I mean, yeah. if, if 
because here's the thing once why once they cut the internet right or if they were to cut the internet then what what is going to make you think they're going to let you use any sort of communication device i mean even ham radio they'll try and find a way to block that i'm sure mm-hmm. yeah I mean, and that's fairly easy to block too I, have, like, I know yeah. some people that are working on getting their license too because they're like why not you know if if, if it really hits the fan we're going red dawn style you know we're, we're yeah. gonna go oh Hell yeah <laughs> wolverines yeah hey, you know. <laughs> dude you guys, know the i have a the... question oh go ahead has any of you guys been able to tie in the uh ghost cities that were built in china to what's going on now Okay. Wow. That's crazy. I was just, I spent about four hours on Friday looking at ghost cities um, because I was listening to a a YouTube uh, channel that was doing some work on that. And uh, it's wild. Um, They have replicas of France, England, in these cities, in these cities, whole entire ghost cities built out with Eiffel towers, uh, you know, French statues. I mean, I, and actually I'm going to do a, a little presentation on it because it's so mind blowing and it's not like one city. These are multiple, multiple cities. cities. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and some of them have themes, right? Like, like I was saying, some are, are, are you know, like European architecture and some are just, you know, the straight up what you would see in Manhattan high rises. Um but you think this is like world fair 2.0 after the great reset (laughs) well that was one of the things that was one of the things that they brought up on that was well if everything else gets erased here's what we'll say it was right and it it goes back into that whole mind fuck again right that like how many times has this been reset and and if they are going to reset it well there's there's one way to say okay well there was rome but it was in china Everything was based out of China, and that's the center of the universe. And the Great Wall, too, right? Yep. No, nobody knows what the Great Wall actually represented. Well, the Great Wall is built backwards. The Great Wall is built to keep the Chinese in. Right. If you look at it, it's not built to keep people out. The high side is on the Russian side. So the Ru- whoever was on the Russian side built it to keep the Chinese out of their land which I found fascinating and I didn't know until recently. Yeah. Cause it's portrayed as like this great Chinese feat, right? Yep. You know right. I mean? Yep. And it doesn't even seem to be Chinese. Another thing. So do you think they're just preparing for another reset like they did before or what? I think so. That's insane to me. And I do know that, you know, there's, you know, the, 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 the Deagle population projections and the different things that have been out there um, about reducing the world's population by 65 to 70% um, pre- um, while, while preserving a large portion of Chinese and Japanese culture. So I wonder if, if that does actually happen, that is the intent, pulling out 65% of Europe, 70% of the United States and North America, um, and then leaving those, maybe they are planning to say, these are those cities that you see in you know, the history books. Um, that's, that's a really interesting concept that they're putting the, all those ghost cities out there, knowing what we know about some of the projections that have happened for 2025. Yeah, and I had, I had absolutely no idea like, like, why are they putting up these ghost cities? And this is like before I was red pill. You know what I mean? Like, I saw them, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why are they building these 
here I'll, cities actually, where nobody there's no population there here, building these cities it's, like, it's crazy it's got some simulation westworld vibes too you know like right? is this just gonna be where they send people like yeah, I, I, that just screams like great reset to me. Like they're gonna, yeah. or or like World Fair type stuff where it's like, here was New York, you know, at, before the catastrophe happened or whatever they're gonna say. Are they like one to one replicas? Like for example, if it's New York, is there everything from First to Twelfth Avenue, or is it, you know, is it just a certain version of it with the right landmarks in place? From, um, from what I've seen so far. Emily here and actually you know what here I'll show you uh let me share my screen here and I will show Matt you. Matt you know those like pagodas that you posted on your feed like like the big pagodas that are like um rectangular they have like an overhead thing yes goes down like this. yeah we have some of those in Toronto too dude yeah, they're in Pennsylvania. They're all over the place. I was in Pennsylvania and we used to go to this pagoda that was there, my friends and I, and like go hang out by the wall that they had. They like recreated a pagoda. So oh, it's, fucking, it's fucking wild. Look at that. Yeah. So you have, I can't see what I'm sharing. And that's St. Peter's Basilica right now in China. <laughs> okay. Yep. And then, okay. So let's see. That's St. Peter's. Here's a nice tower there, too. Let's see. Let's stop. Shooting. Yeah, it's a nice little uh, uh, obelisk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They have all the symbolism. Here's uh, they did the Colosseum. What the fuck is going on? See, I yeah. think that that could also be really and, and someone may have mentioned this right now, but I think that it could be like if we get into like a songbird type situation where everyone is literally locked in their homes and they cannot set foot outside uh, for the unvaccinated people. So we'll all be locked in our homes they'll make it seem like the world outside is normal and they'll show like, this is Rome. Right. And they'll have like actors walking around outside that Chinese city in Rome. And like, then we're right like, in the world's fair. That's exactly what they What's that? M? I said Chinese people wearing rubber Biden, ma- like the rubber mask, like Biden. Dude, have, you seen <laughs> have you seen those insanely realistic masks? Like the prosthetic oh, yeah. mask? Yeah, dude, it's crazy. And the person, like, you're on TikTok and you're like, oh, my gosh, look at that. There's Tom Hanks. Wow, that's Tom Hanks talking. And then they just pull it off and it's like a black lady. Like, it's what? the weirdest thing in the entire world. Oh, the one she was with, doing um, white face. Are you telling me she was doing white face, dude? Yeah, it's a horrible thing. I'm calling that. BLM tomorrow. Just, you know. Jesus. Hey, it's just, insane. Double standards you, real. Just to let you know, we are not white. By what Black's Law Dictionary, we are not white. I saw crazy. your post on yeah. that. That's crazy. It blew my mind, Ryan. They they say that white we are not considered Caucasians are not white people. Oh yeah, because they come from the Caucasus Mountains, right? Yeah. By definition, it's like the Moors, the Native American. You know, anybody that was here before us are considered the free white people in America. Dude, the Moors are some weird motherfuckers, dude. Yeah. And are we allowed to curse on here? I I didn't even. Okay, good. I'm just dropping them left and right. Fuck yeah. <laughs> no yeah the moors are weird dude like that whole remember that whole thing that went down like right before fourth of july yeah right around me yeah yeah dude yeah right in, in, in exactly and that that's a very interesting deal and yeah those guys if uh and i think that that's an interesting situation too because you can look at that from two ways right and that's like the whole double standard where it's like are they freedom fighters or are they terrorists? You know, it's kind of difficult to draw well, that line. They're, they're going for, they're not terrorists. They're going, they don't want anything to do with the government. 
They're yeah. going for the whole sovereign movement. That's their mm-hmm. whole thing. They, they're living off. There's this treaty that the United States has with Morocco from like, I want to say like the 1400s. Like it's yeah. long ago. You well, know? it wasn't that far back. Um, but I, I heard that it was only 50 years long and it's not even real anymore. Right. I thought that your your was it your dad or something that told you that this was not a thing anymore. Matt? No. Oh, oh, no. My, my father-in-law was trying to tell me that. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. Someone because, yeah. yeah, dude, I heard something about like, and I, I, I swear it was you that was saying like, yeah, no, they they thought that they had some treaty going with Morocco and it's not even a real thing. Yeah, no, it did expire, but they there's still people that go by it. A lot of the sovereign citizens, of course, they, they push it like it's legit and, and it is legit technically, but it's not followed anymore. Yeah. Um, and that and that's crazy. an interesting thing, too, because those Moors, the, they were, you know, they were here before most white people in America. Right. Sure. And, and I didn't even know that one of the like the Moorish queens married in to King, I want to say Henry the 17th or mm. King Henry the 17 or his son. And and they were from the Moors are from Louisiana. And and as part of the, you know, back in. I think it was late 1700s. So. I'll show you something right now. I got to go grab it. So I'll mute myself, but I, I'll show you this little uh, fossil that is like rampant in Morocco. And they think that anyone that like committed a sin gets cast into one of these little rocks that only grows in Morocco. I'll go grab it real quick. And of course you would have one. The more <laughs> the Moors are uh, Islamic, right? Yes. Yeah. I saw a telegram post of uh, this, um, Moorish woman who was trying to uh, declare herself as sovereign, and she's like showing all all this um these this identification and stuff like that, and that's what actually got me uh, knowing what the Moors were. I was like, I had to look into them, right? That was pretty. That was probably like four or five months ago. Yeah, that was going around the internet. It was the, it was she was giving a speech, right, like a lecture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I forgot her name, but I, yeah, I have that video booked because it's interesting well, she, stuff. Yeah, she had like a like a regular name, and then she had like a Moorish name too. Yes, right? yeah, they all yeah. do. Yeah, dude. So this is what it is. It's fascinating. It's like a, it looks like a rock, very, very like kind of specific in shape and texture. But it's hash. and they had the, they had this fossil. <laughs> I know, I know, it looks fascinating. <laughs> But they had this fossil exhibit at, at uh, my city in Tucson, and this dude from Morocco breaks these things open, and they're these what? inside, dude. It's what? fascinating. What yeah, is that? It, it's like a mollusk-looking thing. Yeah. But, I mean, like, they break these things open, and uh, supposedly there's, like, millions and millions throughout the hills in, <laughs> in, in the sand in Morocco. So is and that yeah, like dude, a clamshell? No, no, it's a rock. It's but a like real rock, okay. It's a yeah, it's a literal it's rock, and they ju- yeah, they chip it open, and this costs yeah. two bucks. Apparently, these are a dime a dozen over there, and I mean, like, yeah, dude, it's it's just crazy. So like, Looks each like a time- giant Mexican jumping beam. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's dope, dude. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude. I thought it was a fascinating concept, and he was sitting there just breaking down the whole story of like, yeah, if you commit a sin throughout your life, you end up in one of these rocks and all this crazy stuff, dude. So like. It's just an interesting concept, dude. Like, there's a lot of things in every culture that you will never learn uh, unless yeah. you really do some serious digging or traveling. Right? The only way to sure. really get it is to go there and and meet the people or meet a native, right? Someone from the land, and 
And that's how you find out a lot of this stuff. And it's like a lot of these, uh, you know, the people now that are going out and, and doing a lot of the digging, they're going two sites right instead of mm-hmm. just sitting there on google or, or you know duck duck go they're actually getting out there and doing things and that's where you start seeing the change because that's where you get the firsthand information not this you know telephone game information where you're getting it third oh i heard from so-and-so who heard from so-and-so and you know read an article on you know this mm-hmm. website and that's, that's what i think actually, religious texts are you know yeah, that's actually the scary thing about like this whole truther movement too is like we don't know like half the shit that's really going on we have like we're probably scratching the surface but we don't really know we don't know fucking shit you know what i mean and you don't know who to trust right because yeah they've that done too. a great job of throwing controlled opposite opposition in the mix and that's matt, you, like matt you could be a jew shill too yeah a gay jew <laughs> shill, like does right does does michelle obama have a dick I <laughs> right mean, th- these yeah. are the questions I'll travel. I'll travel. She's got a huge hammer. I can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know. You, oh my I mean, god, that's great. It's well, that's one of the things, right? Is that whole? It, it kind of goes into that that whole Facebook whistleblower, right? And you look at her, but then you look at mm. the people that Project Veritas gets, right? And he had someone. What was she? She was from the Department of of Health and Human Services, I think. Yeah. A whistleblower who ended up getting fired from her job, which is supposed to be illegal, right? You're not supposed to be able to ha- be reprimanded for whistleblowing. And so she, but, but she's not going in front of Congress. So it's like, you know, I wonder about that because I, I love the work that Veritas does. Mm-hmm. It's kind of one-sided, um, only goes after one, one group really. Um, but at the same time, it makes you wonder, are they controlled? Are they there just to stir the, like you were saying before, to stir the pot, like BLM saying they're anti-vaccine? Like, is that just told to us? And is this information just given to us to give us that little bit of hope? How is O'Keefe still alive? See, that's the thing. And so, you know, you look at what he puts out and I love it too. I'm like excited for what's going to drop and see what information is going to come out. Personally, I've never found anything to be like, completely mind-blowing it's like stuff that we know we suspect Mm -hmm. it's a confirmation of a small sect of like oh i wouldn't have my kid get the vaccine i work for nelson and johnson fine but it's nothing um absolutely incriminating completely crazy and like you said how is he still alive and how has he gotten bigger how has he gotten a production company um how does he have you know really great level marketing that's going on he's got merch yeah i mean he came (laughs) up so fast with like you know, incredible camera work and, and, and videos put out and all these different things. And I know you can get that done pretty easily, but if you're a real startup, that's, you know, truly the opposition, not controlled opposition, um, that that's tough. And so I always look at everything with one eye open with them. I want to believe that everything they're doing is real, but also, I don't know, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those, very, if it's very important to keep a skeptical mind about it. Especially when it's pushed so hard in our algorithm. They keep saying, oh, their shadow accounts are being taken down, yet I will see six different Veritas accounts in my feed simultaneously at the top of my feed the minute I log in Instagram. Are they they blue checkmarked? No. No. I'll tell you right now, I'm shadow banned, and how how are they not shadow banned? You know what I mean? Like, I've got 2,005. I asked that question myself, like... And that's what gets back to the whole, and I'm not bashing him, but DC Drano is another one. 
He can post Rogan. anything out there mm-hmm. and not a strike, nothing. But oh. I, I can post, you know, a stupid meme and I'm now nobody sees anything I put out there. I've got a warning from sharing one of his posts. Yeah. His posts yeah. didn't get taken yeah. down by well, my head. Like that, I got, I, it got removed. That happened to me the other day. Too. Yeah, I got removed from my stories. Because <laughs> that's what got Sam banned. Yeah. You know, one of Sam Tripoli's accounts was because he reposted either Hillary's camel toe or something like that from DC Drano, and he got bit. His ca- account was just totally wiped. Mm-hmm. And what's yeah, that about ago? a camel toe? I mean, <laughs> that's just good old I, fun. I no, posted that hurts. a thumbnail. It's not fun. There's nothing fun about anything oh. about Hillary Clinton's oh. body. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I posted a thumbnail of the YouTube clip for uh, Project Veritas's exposition of uh, COVID-19, the vaccine. And that's what got me shadow banned. Yep. Like, how can I fucking post a thumbnail? Not a video, just a thumbnail. Yeah. Just well, to so get I it think, out there. I think what we, should, what we should do real quick is talk about what shadow banning is. Because a lot of people like to wear shadow banning as like a badge of honor right where they're like oh dude i'm fucking shadow banned i'm telling the truth well i know but i'm not saying you specifically i'm just saying a lot of people like i hate when people like lead in their bio like i've been banned and this is my fourth account yeah yeah so like what what i feel like shadow banning is and i actually know what it is but like what what shadow banning is to me is when uh you have an account and let's say just to keep it very simple, you've got a thousand followers, you get a hundred likes per picture on average. Um, you, you're either on a blacklist, a gray list or a white list. If you're completely banned, you're on a blacklist. If you're shadow banned, you're on a gray list. And if you're on a white list, anything that you post gets promoted. So like, let's say like that same, same, same amount of person with the same amount of or like this, like a, a different person with the same following, um, you know, someone with a thousand follows, if they're on a white list, they'll get like 200 likes per picture versus you who is on a gray list and you'll get, you know, 50 likes per picture or whatever. Right. So you're posting the same content, same shit. But when you're shadow banned, instead of having your full amount of your audience or your followers or your supporters or whatever you want to call them, see them, it's fun- like 75 percent, not even I, I would say it's like 30 percent. Uh, could we say 33% maybe like a third, right? Sure. Um, something like that. I mean, something very, very small to where you, like not everyone that sees your stuff is going to like it. And what I actually think it is, is that the top, uh, your top interactions. So like Matt, I know that you have interacted with me quite a bit on, uh, Instagram. Um, my father, um, legit bat, let's say Ron from New England, people that constantly are going to my page and like actively seeking me out, maybe people that I DM back with uh, back and forth, they'll still see my posts, but maybe uh, Emily, Davey and uh, Upstate Unconventional here, you guys aren't going to see them because you guys aren't there as often as the others, right? Does that make sense or am I kind of like yeah. fucking that up? Yeah. yeah, it's all algorithm based. I and that's mean, part of the natural algorithm too. Like when yeah. you, like if you ever notice like you've had somebody that you've followed but you've never messaged them before and then you start messaging, suddenly they're everywhere in your feed. So yeah. that is part of the normal algorithm. But like part of one of the thing with the shadow banning too is when people um, have your alarms on, like they have alarms on for your posts and your stories. Yeah, notifications, they, yeah. Yeah, and then they'll go to your page and realize that they haven't gotten notifications for anything despite having the alarms on. Like, yeah. I went, I went to dinner with one of my friends from high school the other night and she was like, 
wait, what, what the fuck? I haven't seen any of this. Like, I thought you stopped posting because I don't. But was she lying to you, Emily? Was she just not? Was she hating? (laughs) No, I mean, she brought it up. I didn't even. So she was like, I, she, whatever it was, she just was saying like, because I said something that I posted and she's like, I haven't seen that. She went to my page and she's like, what's all of this? And (laughs) you're right. She could have been, (laughs) but we, we message all the time. We're constantly sharing things. You know, we're always like doing that. And so it was interesting because she's like, I have a lot, I have alerts on, I've never gotten a notification, but I don't personally think I'm shadow banned. I think, you know, I just have a small, I see all your posts for sure. Like I see your stuff come out. Um, And I just started following you. So (laughs) we connected. And Nico, you were saying you had your, you've had some run-ins with it too, right? Yeah, like my stories used to get two, three hundred views. Now I'm down to like yeah. twenty five to forty, give mm-hmm. or take. That's Same definitely here. intentional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's the thing. Like my my personal account went, you know, and I didn't have a lot of follow, maybe like five hundred followers, but I was getting maybe one like per post at, at most. It was so it went from, you know, there were a couple posts I put out there that were like a couple hundred people. And then all of a sudden I went to like one or two and like the videos would get like five views and it's like, you know, and I didn't get a single warning, you know, I didn't get any of those. Like you were saying, Emily, you got like six of them. I didn't, I didn't even get one of those. It was just one day, all of a sudden, boom, nothing, no traction whatsoever. Yep. We and should hashtags all have a big thing to do with it too. Does it really? Yeah. If you hashtag properly, it, cause it's all. They look at it from a percentage perspective. So if you're getting like uh, 5% or more interaction on your content, it's going to automatically get put to the explore page. It's going to, you know, it's going to naturally get boosted more and hashtags help that a lot of people don't use hashtags. So I've seen some people say like, oh, I'm shadow banned, but they're not hashtagging anything. Mm. They're only getting like less than 1% engagement rating. So are they really help though, if you're private? So hashtags right. can help you if you're public. And a lot of people in this movement have turned private like myself to yep. avoid being banned. So that's the other component to it too. It's interesting because right. like you said, the hashtags are huge in getting you where you want to go with your reach to get the word out. But well, yeah, and it's funny you say that because all I have to do right now is throw hashtag Tartaria in anything. And it gets like, you know, 500 views instantly it's like you find that hot term that key term and you will get eyes directed to you right away um no matter what now on the other side of it though you know like you said emily that runs into the whole public private right but if you're private it doesn't matter there's nothing you can do at that point to get out of that shadow ban i mean you can go public but that's probably not going to help and i wonder how much of this is algorithm based you know by by like catching what you're posting or and in combination with bots because we all know that a large chunk of social media is just bot accounts you know that just go around and stir up shit and try and find posts that are quote-unquote offensive and take people down anybody that's going you know anybody that's waving a flag you're a terrorist you know all this shit um and that's what I wonder too. How many of the people, I, and I know a lot of the people that I'm interacting with now are, are are people because you can tell though too. I get some DMs from people and I'm like, this isn't a person writing to me. This is like, <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. The, what the fuck are you, you saying? You can tell, you can tell right away. Yeah. 
other than the fact that they send you like an ass shot right off the bat, like, hey, check out my page, you know? Like, yeah. Get out of here. But these girls like follow me all of a sudden and then they got like an ass for like a thumbnail, right? Yep. <laughs> and and, like, and their like... last four numbers are one, two, three, four of their profile, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like, you guys are lucky what? you're not getting the dick pics. Like, <laughs> oh. And I'm like, you're a bot yeah. that's not even your cock. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest thing send send us your dms <laughs> send us your dms i'd love to see what's going on in there it's bad and there's some that you can tell are really dudes too because it's like hey i love your content like where are you from that's so cool do you shave your pussy like it gets like it's so gross and it's just like block 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 like you guys are all cool but like there's some people out there who are clueless. Have you heard of Manscaped, Emily? That's why that's why they pay me. Hey, no. You know what? Plug. <laughs> you know what I'm saying right now is Fuck um off, Brian. I don't want to hear a fucking manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know. I just roll into it seamlessly and just <laughs> no, you know what I'm doing right now, and I, I think I, I encourage you guys to join me. Uh, in your bios, add your pronouns. Um, fuck out of here. <laughs> and I'm doing it, dude. I'm going to try it. I'm going to run an experiment. I'm saying in my bio, I'm saying conspiracies are fake. I love Daddy Joe at Joe Biden. He him. That's what I'm doing in my in my bio right now. So uh, if you guys want to join me and see if it will get you unshadow banned, uh, you know, you well, sounds like use the wrong idea, pronouns, though. Yeah. And put that, vax, work. put that vax sticker in your profile. <laughs> in your profile picture. Vaccination, little heart that people put in there that I'm fully vaccinated in their profile picture. You haven't seen that? Okay. <laughs> you know, I haven't. Podcast logo. That's the best. There you go. Yep. <laughs> yeah, dude, I did he, him, and then I did the rainbow emoji. I don't know if you can oh see that. No. It's not uh, showing up. But yeah, I'm going to try it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a run real quick and see what happens. You know, I'm just going to add for my... For my pronoun, I'm just gonna add LGBT cutie. Yeah, my my pronouns <laughs> really are are uh, my pronouns are fuck off is what my yeah. two pronouns are. But I mean, it's just it's it's fascinating to me that people are spreading serious hate with the with like the the message like the disguise of love. You know what I mean? It's like um it's like the whole idea of you can tell your dog that you love them in an angry tone. And it's going to be more damaging to them than if you say, like, fuck you in a very loving voice. Right. Like, right. You know, Come here, you little bitch. You know, you can say <laughs> it in a nice voice and, and they're going to be happy about it and they're going to wag their tail. and They're going to love you. That's what the government does to us, dude. They treat us like cattle. Where do you think the term herd immunity comes from, dude? Like they, they look at us like hooved like animals. Fucking cattle. Oh, Nico, yeah. Nico, don't even get started. Right. <laughs> that word magic again. Word magic. Like horse. They call you whores. Horse. Right. I mean, all of it. It's so messed up how, you know, even like, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, groom. Right. The groom at a, 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 a wedding. You know, it's all it's all animal terminology. And it's so weird how they base this shit like that. It's crazy, dude. It's Just like how everything is, is referred to from uh, maritime law. Right. Yes. Same shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> we are in admiralty law. The Roman law. Relationship. Yep birthing you're, vessel you're given birth that's, that's, right your birth yeah. your birth yeah. certificate all that shit it's all related doc doctor right it's yeah 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 it's, it's all right. ship and sea related it's crazy what's with doctor what is that a dock like when you go into a dock right a ship comes into a dock 
mm-hmm. what's it going to do? It's going to deliver its goods. Well, the doctor comes in to deliver the child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, that's mind blowing. Yeah. Word magic, dude. Word magic's fucking amazing. Yeah, this book right here, I highly recommend it. It is. Oh, it's from a Chinese guy, man. He's 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 promoting Chinese propaganda. I'll tell you that right now. Hey, he speaks good English, though. (laughs) (laughs) He knows knows our language better than I do. That's for sure. Yeah, no shit. Well, yeah, no, I know. That's the thing. Well, that's the problem, dude. Like, there's um, I I just see a lot of division going on, dude. And and it is it. There's a lot of it to the words. Um, that's something that I'm definitely gonna look into, man, because it is fascinating to think about the idea that um, the one that always got me was Good Morning. You know what I mean? Like when you're talking about morning, you're talking about something yeah. negative, right? Um, there's so many, dude. Dude, uh, mortgage, the word mortgage, yeah. uh, mort, like mortality, because yes. you're 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 paying off that fucking that debt until you die, right? It's a death certificate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh sure, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thirty years, dude. There's a usually. lot, man. There's a lot. It's crazy. Yeah, and man, they don't call I... it, they don't call it spelling for no reason. Yep. Sure. Every, everything you watch is a broadcast and it's a pro it's called programming. Right. I mean, it's all terminology and it's all telling you what they're doing. We just don't know the terms that they're using. You know, I don't know how, yeah. how much how much longer we have here. You, uh, how much do you guys get into predictive programming? Are you guys like pretty interested in that kind of stuff? Because the um, um, new American Horror Story deal is fascinating i don't know if you've watched the new season of american horror story i haven't what's watched it, it since what's, like what's lady the, uh, gaga was on it i haven't watched <laughs> it season, but i can only imagine that they're so, yeah, right on I, what's the new one i would i mean you guys would love it each and every one of you guys would really like this new series um i hadn't watched it because it got very very like shoving homosexuality and transgender stuff down your face which you know i'm not against gay people i'm not against any of that and but you when thought it's... that was going to turn you? No, change your pronoun. <laughs> well, yeah, a little bit. I, I, I can't. Wa- I can't. You know, yeah, I can't watch this kind of stuff because I'm. I'm a little uh, concerned. No, in in all honesty, I. It's just to me, it's like, dude, we have enough of that stuff, and I think that um, when you take this tiny min- minority and you try and make it the majority, there's a problem with that in my head, right? Like, why not just like have have some characters in the story that are gay that's cool but not when it's like focused on this on like everyone in the damn show is gay at a certain point right bunch of guys fucking each other in the asses that's what the new show is about i'm not i'm down not down Sorry. no no the new one that's what i'm saying i i was so done with it because of that but like the the they had this little like sort of like black mirror they had american horror stories where it was like one episode was a different story and i was like oh these are kind of cool you know and it comes into this new season uh, where the season is split up into two different stories. The first story, all about adrenochrome, 100 percent about adrenochrome. What it is, it's this it's this uh, family that moves to Cape Cod and the 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 writer, he's having writer's block. And, you know, the the wife of this writer, you know, is like some hack that is like winning. She won a, a social media contest to remodel a house and blah, 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 you know, just kind of like the average kind of BS millennials kind of story. And they get into this quiet little town and these in there's an insane amount of people that come out of this little town that are like Harvey Weinstein types and freaking like Quentin Tarantino's and like just incredibly talented writers and like kingmakers coming out of this little town. 
And they end up finding out that you take this little black pill, the black pill, right? The pill oh, that shit. makes you realize that nothing fucking matters. They take a black pill and not only does it give them this insane ability to create, they have to also eat people to continue their their oh, whole for deal. Fuck's sake. There you go, Davey. It's incredible, dude. It is insanely good. And the way that they do it, I, I'm not going to give too much away, but that's the first part of the story. And then the second part after like, you know, the whole conclusion to that first half, you get like Eisenhower and the gray out of treaty and like all this crazy stuff. In, and I, they're only two episodes into the second half of the whole story. But it is insane predictive programming. And it's like almost like retroactive programming where they're like showing you stuff that we were called crazy for believing in. And now they're throwing it in your face. And it's like, dude, this happened. Dude, it's so good. That's like this show Davey and I have been passing back and forth called Midnight Mass. Yeah, I was fucking sending. I was sending Matt text today. I'm like, dude, I can't. This is fucked. Dude, uh, <laughs> so so Ryan, the first couple episodes, it's good, right? It's this small island, right? And it's a, a and and they're known for like just being. It went from a big population. Now they're down to like a few small people. community, one yeah. church, fishing yep. village. You know, yeah, fishing village. That's it. And there's yeah. a big oil spill, right? And so the oil company had to pay all these people because it basically killed. The, the island, right? All the, the fishing and everything. These people lost their living and they had to find a way to manage. And so they drop these truths in there about oil, big oil companies. And I mean, I put a couple of them on, on, on Instagram. When I watched the first two episodes, I was like, wow, this is going to be great. They're dropping truth bombs left and right. Then all of a sudden the fucking weirdness kicks in. And the <laughs> next thing you know, it's like adrenochrome central, you know? Yeah. And, and that's like, like- Matt's like, I'm out. And I'm yeah. like, fuck that. I'm watching the whole thing, man. <laughs> I got to I got to episode five. And, and I, I'll spoil alert it. I don't care. Tough shit. Dude, it's, it's creepy as fuck, dude. I literally was eating a guy's brain. Like he, he yeah, he's fucking him. sucking on it. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Matt, yeah. you're like, you need to check out this show. And then the next day you're like, don't fucking yeah, do I'm it. like, no, no, no. I, no, don't do it. Yeah, don't yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. Hell. Fail. Yeah. So, so Matt, why? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Ryan. I'm sorry, Emily. I was just going to ask Matt why. Why does that bother you so much? To to instead of like looking at it because you know that this stuff's real, but does it like mess with your with your psyche a little bit, or oh, does dude, it just it like sucked? It, it was bring, it just made everything dark. Like it took my world from like <laughs> like I said, I was I was telling Emily, Emily, you got to check this out. And then I got to episode four, and I was like what Fail. the fuck Fail. am i and then i got to episode yeah. five and i was like i can't even do this anymore it was like so disturbing and, and like, by, i felt the dark energy just like really come into me. by the way that's the guy who's sucking the blood out of a skull is a priest a priest yeah well sure i mean dude i've said this several times the closest thing to the church of satan is the is the catholic church yeah. right i mean Absolutely. i i actually like you know staring into the the so-called abyss and stuff but it's I, I find it very interesting when people don't like to uh do that so that's pretty that's pretty cool man i, I think it's kind of interesting that's why i was asking you dude yeah like, no i i get i'm very like I, I i didn't know it until like the last couple of years but i feel it like i'm i'm empathetic you know i'm an empath sure, sure, sure. i feel like I always, I never liked crowds, you know, like big crowds. Yeah, no, always, I'm right there with you. You know, like, and and even this shit, like TV, I've noticed, especially in the last like two years, if it gets really dark, dude, it just sucks the life out of me. And I got I to gotta abort mission right away. I, I kind of disagree. Mm. I, I kind of love it. 
Well, yeah, and that's why I'm curious is, is to someone like Matt that's very conscious of this stuff. I'm, I'm curious as to why that would be, because I'm assuming that this hasn't always been the case for you, right, Matt? No, no. It's been like the last couple of years. You know, I, I used to yeah, watch that's horror weird. movies. That's interesting. You know, I was big in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, all that stuff. I can't even. Oh, watch yeah. I get like 30 <laughs> minutes in and like I my body starts to like feel like dark and like sick. It's weird. Yeah. Dude, I'm yeah. a huge I'm a huge gamer. I'm a huge gamer and I cannot wait. They're bringing out a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Nice. Where one guy online is Leatherface and he has to kill all the other online players that are like trying to survive. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, dude, Mortal Kombat. You know Kombat. what that is? Go ahead. Mortal Kombat's uh, fucking crazy. What is that, Nico? I was going to say, um, when you have kids, because I was the same way. None of this mm. stuff ever bothered me. And once my son was born, all of a sudden now it's just like, yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah, you know your whole perspective changed because I'm the same way. I can't really watch horror movies anymore. I can't really. I still do. I enjoy it, but it, it's definitely that empath stuff coming out because you're. But I I think that horror movies actually exercise the fear out of you. I agree. Well, that's what we I talked was... about this before, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna suggest that to Matt that I wonder if it was because he has a child, but I didn't want to sound stupid because I don't have a kid. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I, I, I am I the only one here that doesn't have a kid? No, David I don't. I don't have kids either. I'm 42. Okay, cool. I have no kids. Hey, we can have a kid together, buddy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean like... hey, as, long, as long as I don't have to shoot it out of my ass or my penis, I'm good. <laughs> I just want to be a power bottom. But the thing, I, I, I'm serious though. I think that there is something to be said about that. I just didn't want to sound stupid by yeah. saying like, well, maybe it's because of your child or whatever. But yeah, and it's funny you no, say that too, because even like The Sopranos. Right. There's certain episodes of The Sopranos where it get uh, like I've been binge watching it lately in anticipation of that garbage movie. And there's certain. Oh, God, I know what's going to happen. I got to I got I got to fast forward. I can't watch this. What's it called? The many Ralphie right there with you in that because it's it's but I think it's more than just being a parent because people have indulged in horror movies and these genres while being parents for decades. I think there's a huge difference in the not the predictive program and maybe revelation of the method and the things that we're becoming more aware of. And they are constantly putting spells on us that we don't even realize in our programming, in our things that we're watching. And when you are heightened to that, when you are ascending, uh, I don't need to get into that whole thing, but when you are getting to a better place with yourself and what you can see in this world, it absolutely changes how you receive it. You're a different receiver altogether of that negative energy. And that's the difference. I don't think it has a lot to do. I mean, it has some to do with parenting, that's for sure. But um, I think there's just a difference in like the kind of receiver you're becoming for the energy that's naturally existing. You're, you're absolutely right. I totally agree with that because I used to, when I used to see like gore on in horror films, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Right. And now I'm just like, Oh my God. Like I could still handle it. But at the same time, I'm more empathetic about it. You know what I mean? No, your antenna is different, right? Totally, yeah. Everything is energy around us. And it's all in all different ways and ways that we've never even been told that we don't even understand, but we're still receiving it. And as we're ascending, as we're doing different things, as we're becoming higher in our higher purpose and doing different things, that's when we're pulling in that negative energy. And it is so dissonant with everything in our being. Matt, you're pretty new to like the spiritual stuff, right? So this is all probably very, it, it's like the switch turns on and it just all of a sudden, like Emily just said, you, you just start picking up different frequencies and things mm-hmm. start reacting differently. And it's crazy because I'm in the same boat where it was like, 
when my son was born, it was like its own spiritual thing. But mm. now the more and more aware, you know, start trying to like meditate and things like that. It's you just see things differently. And I'm interested to hear what your journey with that is spirituality and everything. Yeah, no, I, I got into it last year to, to be honest, you know, for the first time I got deep into it. You know, I was reading the Bible. I was reading, you know, uh, all sorts of different, you know, I don't want to say meditational books, but all sorts of spirituality books, you know, maybe uh, like affirmations. Yeah. Uh, well, no, one I really like is called conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. It's like a four part series. And that just changed everything for me that like that, that put the spirit in me, you know, like I, after reading those books, I understood. And, and that's where I think I, I changed, you know, so to speak that like, I, I opened up that, that, antenna to say okay now I can receive this stuff whereas before I feel like I was so in my world you know in this in the material world yeah it was just part of the game right almost like you just said you just said to God okay I accept you well I was numb to it yeah I didn't didn't have any connection to anything I was so all wrapped up in this materialistic world you know the material things and everything like that that the spiritual side of things didn't affect me at all. You know, I, 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 I obviously respect nature and things like that, but I didn't feel that connection to it. Whereas now I go in the woods with my dog and it's like, <laughs> you feel like you're like That's a part awesome. of, you yeah, feel like man. you're a part I, I, of I, I, the trees that you see, you're part of it. You know, you're right. of that energy is totally different. You can ground yourself yeah. in different things. And, and, and it's, it's a, you're a totally different antenna and you, sense what is going on around you whereas before we were under a spell we were numb to it our energy receivers were turned off and there's really something to be said for this and if people listening have not dug into this in any way like message us and just find out what we're talking about so you can get a starting point because once you start healing back the spell once you start you know turning on your antenna it's everywhere and it changes how you view every single aspect of your life every single waking moment of your life yeah and there's a big difference between spirituality and religion right i'm not not religious at all but i'm very spiritual you know i feel like religion is yeah the biggest scam to get people to fall in line, to conform, to listen, to become sheep, to give money to the elites, and to, to become prey for the predators. And That's to divide, all. right? I mean, what's the whole thing in religion? Yeah. Like the Christians yeah. hate the Muslims and the Muslims and, and, and everybody's fighting with the Jews, supposedly. You know, it's like, why? You know, I, I, I would yeah. actually push back a little bit on that just because I think that that's like organized religion. I think that spirit. No, that's, what I, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. The organized. Sure. sure. Religion. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. and, and that I would agree with you 100 percent on that. And, and what I find very interesting is, Matt, you're saying that you kind of like had this kind of revelation it, within the last year or two. Um, I would assume that I, I don't want to put any words in anyone else's mouth. I, w- I would kind of assume that that would be like everyone else's relative experience this is kind of a new thing for a lot of us to be getting into and i would i would make the assumption that i think that it's because we are feeling that our 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 livelihood and our lifestyle has been infringed upon and i think that you know us as americans and canadians us in the western world will say we've lived very carefree and very i mean it's been easy dude we've never really had to worry about water or we've never really been concerned about death compared to like, you know, some other countries. 
And um, now we're a little we're a little more concerned about that, unfortunately. And it's it's a shame. And I think that, you know, we're a lot of us are kind of making peace like, hey, you know what? I don't want to leave this earth as a piece of shit. You know, I kind of want to like try and try and be the best that I can before I go. Well, and my thing, my thing, too, with that, Ryan, is I used to be scared of death. Right. Yeah. And you're not anymore. I was terrified of it. Now I'm like, okay, if it happens, it happens. What's the worst that happens? You're dead. You're gone. That's it. It's right there with you. And and, and you spend so much of your energy and, and your life fearing that end that you don't live now, you know, and that's the shittiest part about it. It's like, I, I, I wasted so much time worrying about it instead of just living. And, and it, you, cause you're not going to change it one way or another. It happens when it happens. There's that corny right. ass saying that everyone dies, but not everyone lives. Right. I mean, and, and it, as corny as it is, it's very true. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, I don't know, man. It is kind of interesting because I'm I'm on that same page as you, Matt. And and I, I I like I said, I assume and speak up if I'm if I'm talking out of turn here with anyone. I think that we're all kind of on that same page here, where it's like, dude, I think that you know we all kind of came. We we I don't want to say we're all like fully awake because that just sounds pretentious. I think, um, but like we're all progressing a little bit. We we're all a little we're on a path of ascension. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Like that's where we are and we're all in different degrees of it. You have to be receptive to it, open to it and want to learn more about it and without even realizing that you're doing it and suddenly you find yourself there and then you learn about what ascension is and what you're doing and where our souls are evolving and what we're doing on this earth and then it all starts to click and then you see where you're headed and how you can hone in on some of those skills. It's really, um, it's really fascinating to be super intentional about um, you know, just every single aspect of your life, um, trying to focus on not any of those negative emotions, none of, none of the, the things that just wrap us into the realm that the elite want us to be into where we are, or Matt, as you say, the parasites, what they want us to be in where we're just operating in these low level emotions. You want to radiate everything with love. Like if you, if you are feeling, um, you know, you have people who are talking against you for being a conspiracy theorist and you have all this stuff, just radiate love back to them. Yeah. All you have to do and your life will start changing. Just I'm that- telling you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alchemy, man. I totally agree. Alchemy. Like, I go to work uh, five days a week. Usually I call in one day a week because I just want to <laughs> rest. <laughs> but at the same time, like when I go into work and I'm walking by everybody, all the people working, I'm not going to say what they're working on, but they're all fucking waving at me. And I'm like, yo, what's up, man? What's up? Like I'm always giving like props and everything to people. And it's like, people can see that, but people also see the shit that I post. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like they see the like how I'm a conspiracy theorist and they might think I'm fucking crazy. But at the same time, I just walk in and I give everybody the love. Yeah, know? but that's that's there's a difference, Davey, right? Because your online persona or what we would call the LARP, right? You're, who right. you are online is one person and who you are in person is totally different right? You may have the same beliefs on both, but you present yourself in a different manner in person. And that makes a huge difference. You ever meet those, those, uh, you know, the conspiracy theorists who that's all they are, right? That's their life. They eat. Yeah. Like they're scared, you know, Yeah, like you go out and you you can't have a conversation with them. They can't talk. They're not personable, but at the same time, if you can do what you're doing, that's a beautiful thing, man. 
I think you should go through and flip all your coworkers off personally. That's just me. But, you know, we can we can agree to disagree. What do you think? What do you think Trump is in that case? Because um, Trump would go out and say, fuck all you guys. You know what I mean? That's the whole thing. It's kind of opposite of what you're saying, going out and waving and, and being happy. And I, I, I don't think that's true. Well, he didn't say I, fuck all you guys. Yeah, I think it's right? the, it's only the people that talk shit to him that he was like that. Everybody yeah. else, he yeah. was, he's he wants to be the life of the party. He seems yeah. like the type of guy that wants everyone to like him. But as soon as you cross him, he will do everything he can to destroy you. That's right? it. King of the clapback. But otherwise, he is kind. I mean, just he. No, he's a shark in business. Sure. But as a person, when he's around people that he cares about, he is kind. He is personable. He is funny. He is witty. He is giving. It's a whole different side that you would never think. And but, you know, Emily, you know from firsthand experience. Yeah. I yeah, I worked. Yeah. I worked. Uh, I worked for the Trump Organization for five years, and um, saw him just about every day. Talked to him. He knew my dad. Like it was a whole, whole, uh, uh, you know, long journey working there that I got to know the man who would eventually be president. But um, you come for him, he's he is gonna clap back like no other. He is very good at that. But he doesn't attack unprovoked. He does radiate love, but he also radiates. I'm gonna put you in your fucking place. Yep. You know, and and normally um, if he has done something wrong and someone calls him out on it, he's like, yeah, I did. But if someone calls him out for something that's not true, you're done. You know, Rosie O'Donnell, prime example with yep. the, the bankruptcy things that she was talking about that were misinformed, you know, and he yeah. oh, that became a whole thing. Yeah, I don't want to turn uh, this into like a, a whole Trump thing, but like, you know, I, I had a serious falling out with my idea of what I thought Trump was. You know what I mean? Um, the people he appointed, um, mm-hmm. William Barr being the main one. I mean, he never really apologized for any of those things, you know, and I do you guys know about the story about William Barr, how, you know, his father was the principal of like, I think it was Dalton where Jeffrey Epstein got his start. I mean, people act like yeah. him and Jeffrey Epstein oh, have a serious connection um, walking in on, on Miss Teen USA and stuff like this. Don't get me wrong. I would prefer him over Biden. Um, but I would be very out of my own character if I wasn't kind of, uh, you know, talking a little shit right now about the the idea of of Trump being this great leader, man. I, he's known for what he's known for. You're fired. He's not known for hiring good people. He's known for hiring shitty people and letting them go. And thank and- you. Thanks. No, not you. Ah, <laughs> hey, that was good. Honestly, ah, that, yeah. was very good. that was good. No, uh, no, you know what I'm saying, though, like that was his his TV show. You're fired. And like he he would do that constantly. Right. Anybody um, who makes fun of my hair, you're fired. <laughs> That's a great impression. But, you know, <laughs> think about it this way, though. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a polished politician. Right. Of course. He's not in any way. He was thrust into this realm of By Bill Clinton, the leader of the free world. <laughs> right. But. <laughs> But I think that he was misled and he's not going to come out sure, and say, sure. oh, I was misled. I didn't realize Bill Barr was this guy. Or I didn't do these things. He really trusts and relies on people around him and what he does. Um, mm. Personally, just because of what I know from him, I don't think he's on the bad team. I know that there's been a huge push since January. Um, yeah, you're right. I'm out of the woodwork. 
work, suddenly bashing him to get all the cute people who are disappointed and all the MAGA people who are disappointed to follow like, oh my God, we've been misled because that could have very well been controlled opposition. Look at all of it with one eye open. See what you've seen him, how he's behaved, what his actions have been and what he has done and not listen to the noise outside and then think about maybe what um, he may have been up to or what he's doing, not just what someone tells you he's doing. That's the difference. And a lot of allegations that come out aren't substantiated. There's no root to what they're saying about, you know, his involvement with, you know, the Masons and all those different things. That's that there's no root in that. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of hearsay there. Like my problems with him are not the problems that you hear everyone else talking about my, my main problems are like him abandoning the Kurds in Syria. Um, you know, these things like this, where it's like, you know, and he, he defends these ideas. Um, uh, again, I would a hundred percent prefer him over Joe fucking Biden or Kamala Harris Oh, Brandon. any day of the week. Yeah. So, I mean, it, the, the, my problem is not, I, I just, I worry about it when, when people get so obsessed with him, because for the record, I think he will be back in office. And, um, you know, I did this uh, this entire episode about the idea of him being kind of propped up as a a god. You know what I mean? He is a god to these people, the same people that 100 percent, bro. You know what I mean? And then it shows how much they can uh, how much power a president actually has, because there's obviously higher ups that are really making the calls and stuff. Shadow government. It is also the power of what people need. And I think that people are just dying to be saved. And you know what, though? If, yeah, yeah. Gonna, if, if people are going to look at him as a Christ figure and think of him as a second coming and, you know, scream and holler and wave flags every time they see him, mm-hmm. it's going to make change in our country for the better. I'm okay with it. I really am. It doesn't yeah. matter. I'm not that way. I'm not worshiping him. But if people are going to go that route and it's going to cause things to make America great again, I'm, I'm okay. Sure. Maria. I agree. Emily, Emily, you're doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you. It's all about charisma. It's all about charisma. You're doing There's a no great such job. thing as bad press. You're no. doing a great job. Thank you. I love it. No, it and and you make a good point. I, I, and like I said, I don't I don't mean to be here just sitting here talking shit because I, I think that he did a great job for someone that didn't know much about politics. He came in, he killed the game, dude. He did some dude, great things. Well, My he did did do, what he did do is he set the plan back a little bit. Right. I mean, he's he exponentially moving it forward now. Right. Oh, now they're at warp speed. Literally. Yeah. No pun yeah, intended. That, that monkey I had. Head. I had zero. I had zero interest in politics until Trump came into office, and that's the that's, problem. That's, that's, that's the problem. A Canadian speaking. But oh, that's the worst. Trump is the worst time to get into politics. I know, but at the same time, <laughs> it made me learn about politics. Okay, it made me learn about China. Sure, it made me learn sure. about the China virus. Why do they call it I hope China you do the rest of this show in that China. voice. <laughs> I know. You should just. <laughs> we got to. We got to. We got to get Davy a blonde wig. yeah emily you know i I really respect you and like i think it's incredible that you that you had the opportunity to work with someone like that i could not say the same thing if you had have worked for joe biden i probably wouldn't want to talk to you right i mean like this is kind of how the the deal goes i think that anyone that's affiliated with joe biden's a pedophile i can't say the same thing about trump i think that there's a lot of stand-up people um that have worked with him and I, i i mean i'm just so torn on what that dude is and i think that that's something that we can't let go because there's so many people in this community that are fighting for him to come back. Right. And it's like, 
And there's so many people who are fighting to pull him down. Sure, sure, sure. You just like all of it with one eye open and don't make snap decisions either way. um, You're going to live a lot more peacefully. And you're not going to be angry and you're not going to be destitute with hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that goes to the hermetic principles, Matt. You know, it's not. And and, and don't go ahead, Nico. Oh, I was just going to say there is there's the duality. It's not good or evil. There's always this like gray area in between. And it's just and what's it come down to perception? Mm-hmm. You're going to perceive it differently than I will. And absolutely, and, you know, everybody perceive. And, and, and that's what it boils down to. And the thing I was getting to was a nobody's going to save you. Right. We all know that that's obvious. But B, you cannot trust these politicians because when it comes down to it, they do not have your best interests in mind. And that's the way the game is played right now. It is a a corporatocracy almost where they have to get their quote. They're like NASCAR drivers, right? Every politician is sponsored by somebody and has somebody in their pocket that lobbies to them. And that's who their loyalty goes to. And until we change the system, there's no way that we can put any faith in those people. That, that we, don't, like. we don't just have to change the algorithm. We have to change the system. Oh, yeah. Term yeah. limits, you know, yeah. is a great start. That's a that's a good start because you cannot have a career politician. No. It's that but doesn't make Pelosi. Oh, yeah. she's Biden, Pelosi, she's all of them. They've been yeah. they've been Pelosi, she's a drunken whore. Don't listen to her. <laughs> these are great <laughs> ideas, but sorry. These are oh, all like we need a great reset. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> none, none of these things that we actually want are going to happen because, unfortunately, these corrupt politicians have to vote for them yeah. to happen. Right. It's like the whole idea well, of like it the can happen, in- Ryan. It can happen if we overthrow all of them. Right. Like Sharon, Mexico. I just yeah, talked it, about there that. There you go. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. You got to you got to get out there with hammers and start, you know, <laughs> but well, you saw how that turned out January 6th. That was worse than 9-11. So we don't want to bring the hammers and break any windows. Exactly. Because oh. we have a very different situation than Sharon, Mexico. But it's just a, a little thing that we can learn about is all that it takes is a small amount of people. But how are they going to counteract and how are they going to spin the narrative and all these things? Um, you know, the, the way that like when people are, are talking about like the country's going to default on its debt and all this shit. No, it's not. They're yeah. just going to kick the can down the road until other countries don't want to do business with us anymore. It's, the, it's a similar of idea of the five of us getting together in a room and we have all the power in the world and, and our uh, salaries are about to expire and we get to vote if we want to continue paying ourselves over paying the other people. You know, giving ourselves a raise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As uncorrupt as we are, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna put food on our tables and our, on, you know, your guys' kids' tables, on my tables, on my dogs' tables. I got fur babies. That's who I'm gonna feed. I'm gonna keep doing my thing. You know, that's the way that these people think. Obviously, they're more insidious and they have ulterior methods and and motives. But um, yeah, dude, I think that we're, we're fucked and we have to figure something out. We're a conspiracy yeah, so what, theory amongst ourselves. I was going to say, going off of that, like, what are you guys doing personally to kind of prep? Or do you guys get into prepping at all? Or Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I have stopped up. I have. Um, the only thing I need more of is water, but I've done a pretty good job with ammo um, with, I, 
no no sponsorship here but my patriot supply i've got a few months going there i've gotten a lot of rice and then even just things that i normally wouldn't eat but like costco ramen thing. brian i think you and i talked about that like it doesn't even matter what it is just grab it and get it um so yeah I, you know I, of course you're of course you're joking right i mean we don't really actually talk about this i don't have anything and i know you don't either this is no just why, would, why would you i don't have shit dude honestly <laughs> i honestly don't have shit I have my oldest brother to go six hours north, or no, four and a half hours north of here, who's living off grid in a trailer that's solar powered. So if I got to go there, I'll go there. So you're going to shut the sun off. You're good. I've got three dogs. What's that? I've got three dogs. I'm just going to eat one of my dogs. I'm going to go for (laughs) Chinese. We don't eat you. Hack one of your fucking legs off, cook it on the barbecue, you're good to go. Oh. to Emily's point, yes, um, it, it is. Um, it's absolutely good to just get like cheap food. But you know uh, what? Here, here's the thing, Ryan. My only thing with that is I fell for it last year, right? They did the same thing to us last April. And I know things have gotten worse, obviously, not, you know, late April of 2020. And everybody, you know, stock up. My Patriots, I took off. You know, like and we said, oh, yeah. no, and you know what they're doing now, Matt? They're saying that they don't have any supplies, so order all your food now. They you did know what it I mean? then too. They did it then, and they you <laughs> did know, they really? They, oh, in the in the beginning, like I got like I was in it real early, uh, and I I bought whatever their big package was. It was like yeah, I don't know, like, twenty year supply. Yeah, and well, this stuff lasts for twenty lasts for years, twenty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, but yeah, then they after the first wave, then they pulled the whole scarcity. And then all of a sudden, when everything slowed down, like September-ish, you you could get anything you wanted. So, I, you know, part of this is, yes, I, I think it is good advice to, to have preparations made. Mm-hmm. But to live in that prepper mindset, I think that can lower your frequency and bring you down in that negative, 100%. fearful yeah, state. And, and I'm not buying it until... And everybody keeps saying it, you know, they show the pictures of the grocery stores with empty shelves. And, you know, part of that is due to labor shortages. Okay. It's not, not due to food shortages or supply shortages. It's due to the fact that they don't have enough people to stock their shelves at that time. And they're just doing it once a day now, instead of doing it as the shelves empty. But on the other side of it is, you know, have some prepared. But at the same time, do not drive yourself crazy because if shit hits the fan, how likely are you to stay in your spot if it's for an extended period of time? Because you're going to eventually be a target and you're going to have to group together if it gets that bad. So doing it on your own as a one man band is great unless you're Davy's brother who's, you know, living off grid in a trailer, you know, sounds like it's not a heavily populated area. You're going to be a target. You know, and, and, and you're, it's going to be, you know, like people moving around, trying to find, they're going to come from the cities out to the suburbs and, you know, and, and they're going to target you. Yeah, you got, so, Oh, you're stocked up. Okay. Let's raid this. Yeah, so, so you know? you're going to have to be flexible. You can dig an underground fucking bunker yeah. in, a, in a container. You could bury a, uh, a storage container from a train <clears throat> and fill it up with food, fill it up with furniture, whatever. And they'll still come and get you. Yep. You know? So well, that's the thing. Is, if you keep the mindset where you're, um, you you have it in case yes. you need it. If you don't need it, that's great. But you have to remember too. It's it's the only reason that I got it 
-hmm. is just so that I had one less thing to have in the back of my mind. Like there's so many things that they've been planting in the back of our mind. So I'm like, okay, a few months of this, do this. In all reality, if she hits the fan, I'm probably dead anyway, or I'm not home. So it doesn't matter. But it's just in my present mindset, I don't want to think about it. So now it's out of the way, if it's a possibility. or You can't focus on it. So now it's downstairs. I don't even think about about it at all. And in reality, do you want to live in the apocalypse? You know, like, do you you want to be Mad Max running around? I am am here for it, dude. I'm, I'm fucking like, here for it. I, oh, I, dude, I can't fucking wait, honestly. I, 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 I can wait. I can wait. Honestly. I can wait because, and, and I think you could wait too, Davey, because if, if you really wanted to, you would live with the Amish community. You know what I mean? Like we can all That's wait true. for it. That's very true. Yeah. We could all wait for it, but like I am, I'm here for it, dude. If it happens, it happens. And, um, that's the thing that no one promotes is fucking bullets, dude. And I got a lot of those. And I got, I got <laughs> and if you got bullets, you can get whatever else you need in that kind of economy. So, um, yeah, to Emily's point, if you have kids, have some storable food, have some water, have some things in case you have a situation like Texas had where, you know, kind of shit hits the fan for a couple days or weeks or whatever. Instead of having to go and uh, have a knife fight over some cabbage at the damn Kroger, you can, you know, sit home with your kids and play some Monopoly or whatever and, uh, you know, teach them about the Rockefeller money system and have some uh, heatable meals with protein and carbs and all that stuff. I don't want um, nothing to do with cabbage anyway because I'm making shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> This is you the gotta problem. work on your so, gut. If you're if cabbage makes you shit, you gotta work on your gut. That's a separate conversation I can have with you. Yeah, I, I definitely need to talk to you because I have Crohn's. So yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Then. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk offline. Cool. And what well, do you hey. got, Nico? What do you, you got? Any plans? Any suggestions? Recommendations? All I do is when I'm uh, shopping, I'll just grab a couple extra cans here, a couple mm-hmm. things there, and it kind of like Emily said, I don't like to. Cause I was at, at some points in my life where it was just that low frequency prepper mentality. Like the world's going to end. You got to get everything. Now it's just, I'll grab a few extra things here, a few extra things there and leave it downstairs in the basement. Let it, you know, sit. Hopefully yeah. And when you're in lot. that, when you're in that mindset too, everybody's a threat, right? I mean, exactly. and that's the worst way to go around is when you're thinking prepper, you're like, okay, is this person going to take, is that going to be the person, you know? And it's like, nah, I don't want to live like that, man. No way. It is nice to kind of like respect your neighbors and stuff, even though my directly next door neighbors are complete pieces of shit. (laughs) Since we're on this this topic, I do want to bring forward the idea too of water filters. This is the most important thing. Um, Supposedly, what is it? The Naval War College says that at at five days into like a, a shutdown, um the number one cause of death is waterborne illness so i mean like that i have a filter i actually just bought a water bottle it's a grail um no sponsorship here but g-r-a-y-l is a orange one has what's that is it the one that you fill up and then the filter goes underneath and you push up yeah yeah that's those are good ones badass dude um what does the filter though what does it filter because like there's other uh everything but fluoride Berkey, no, it, it does fluoride too. Berkey does no, fluoride. Yeah. No, Calcify your pineal gland during the apocalypse. No, now. I swear, dude. Hey, <laughs> I looked at the thing. You your concerns at that point. No, yeah. Looked, yeah, seriously. Exactly. 
I looked at what it filters out. It filters out fluoride, 99.99% of it. Really? Filters out microplastics, filters out everything you can think of. I took uh, water out of my refrigerator, um, which is, you know, filtered and everything. It seems all on the up and up. Put it through this bottle. It it doesn't only filter the, the shit out of it. It, like, restructures the water. So the water comes out of it, like, thicker it looks like a different liquid altogether and it is crystal clear dude. wow it's insane it's insane so it's a hundred dollar water bottle um the filters are 30 bucks so if you're interested in getting those i got one i've also got like a few live straws i'm gonna buy one of those alexa pure uh tanks for my house as well and then i'm gonna buy my parents one um just in case uh, i need a backup i can go to my parents and grab theirs too but like i've got a few filters and i think that's an important thing that people don't talk about especially here in the south uh southwest united states we need those dude like big time we nice does it does it make it alkaline too or i don't know if it alkalinizes it if that's the proper term but no it definitely uh it's it's insane dude what it does like like it almost gives it like viscosity. It's weird. Like it, like you know how like when you swirl wine around a glass, it's like a it has water like, milkshake. No, <laughs> not like a milkshake. <laughs> if if you if you think about it, though, if you think about it, the people with soft water, right? They they have all the minerals and and everything's out of it. And it's and when you take a shower in soft water, you feel slimy afterwards. You know, you yes, feel like you yes. didn't get all the soap off. So that would explain why it's you know thicker. Well, and I'm trying to drink nothing but that kind of water just to see what it does. Because like, you know, when I was looking deep into mind control, the idea of fluoride being in everyone's water and how much that fucks with you. um, I'm trying to see. And dude, I'm not even kidding. I had massive headaches like the the couple days after I was drinking nothing but this filtered water, dude. Uh Like it was insane. Like I was detoxing. Yeah, yeah, you're detoxing. Yeah. That's exactly sure. what it is. Um, when you detox different areas of the body and different things, um, you have different reactions that do happen as you're expelling the toxins because your liver can't handle it. That's where your milk yep. comes in. It was weird. But um, but yeah, I mean that's a rea- that's a definite thing that's gonna happen. And as different things die off in your body or shed out of your body, um, you're going to have that reaction where you don't feel well and you can experience it multiple times for different things that you remove or yep yeah absolutely like even with me like i'm, I'm buying um dr squatch products now and it's like all natural right and like when i put the deodorant on i was good right but like but the soap i find like my skin was pretty itchy for like maybe a few days Mm. And, and then yeah. after it stopped right but it's just because i'm not using that regular chemical body wash and shit right so and you started expelling the toxins that were living in your skin the exactly bacteria um the excess yeast and things that people have naturally occurring in their body that overgrows that just will start expelling from you and make you very uncomfortable and there's yep. enough things you can do to kind of aid in that but really you just have to power through it and live through it that's and it's it's it's, it's honestly not that bad like it's like it's just like Oh shit! I know it's like I'm more itchy. You know what I mean? But it's like then it, it just clicked in in my mind. I'm like, oh my god! It must be because I'm not using this fucking chemical shit anymore. You know what I, I mean? I get like, insanely so smooth. much more, so much more <laughs> hydrated and everything. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're glowing. You're yeah, you, yeah. Look, you look incredibly smooth. And, oh, it's so and I noticed that too, Dave. I I switched to uh, you know aluminum free deodorant a while ago, and. I was having an issue with getting severe rashes under my arm from from the different deodorant. I could never find one that worked. I've been it's using so this. itchy. 
Yeah, you just like, yeah. especially the anti perspirant, you're like, oh my god, my fucking armpits are so itchy. Yep. And I use I that stuff for you guys. I have the best tip for you guys. So get uh, apple cider vinegar, put it in a little container in your bathroom, and get those little cotton pads that women use for cosmetics or you know makeup removal. And before you put on your natural deodorant, um, before you start using it, don't use any deodorant for a if you can, if you can get away with this for a while, um, maybe three weeks and put that apple cider vinegar on the pad on your arm, on, on your underarms, um, anywhere from three to five times a day as you think you need it. It will not smell like apple cider vinegar. It will take away any smell. But it neutralizes it will, everything. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll take away. A lot of people end up when they use, um, you know, the aluminum deodorants and things, they end up with embedded ringworm in their armpits. And that's where the rash comes from because it's coming out because it's not getting its food, right? So, um, what, so if you do that with the apple cider vinegar and then as you start using the natural deodorant, just apply it after the shower, the apple cider vinegar and the natural deodorant, it'll change everything for you. Like Crazy. I don't even have to wear deodorants anymore and I don't smell. That's <laughs> <love> great. <laughs> yeah. yeah I've been using it wrong i've been shooting it up my ass i need to definitely do it. <laughs> <laughs> like an anima style somewhere that says that's what you should be doing so no, hey, show Emily, me do you, show do me you how know? much of an animal you are ryan <laughs> i know hey no i was gonna ask emily do you know much about hominy does that have any kind of uh effect on your digestive system because i'll tell you right now and this is a little graphic <laughs> okay i had some hominy in mm-hmm. soup yesterday. What is hominy? Yeah, hominy is like a, it's like a corn type deal. They use oh, it corn. in like menudo yeah. Mexican soups and things like that. Um, me and my girlfriend ate like hominy soup. Like I was kind of making my own version of menudo without the fucking gross cow stomach. And uh, we ate it and both of us were like extremely bloated. Okay. Like I can tell you exactly what's going on. It's your gut. So when, it, when we talk about gut health and things like that, that's your, um, your large intestine and your colon, but you also have your small intestine. Mm-hmm. Um, and the gut bacteria that we talk about with probiotics and pathogenic bacteria and all that, that's all supposed to be housed in your large intestine. When um, it gets so overgrown that it can migrate into your small intestine, um, you get what's called um, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And it's usually very benign for many people. But when you have high fibrous foods, uh, bananas, beans, um, things, everyone everyone who follows a Western diet will have a little bit of that in their small intestine. So when they have these high fibrous foods like hominy, corn, bananas, like I said, you know, these, Mm -hmm. these different things that sometimes make people very bloated and gassy, that's an indicator that you need to kind of put your back bacteria in your gut back in check and you need to fight what's going on in your small intestine um because that's going to prevent you from absorbing your minerals and absorbing all your vitamins and and the things that you need to get out of your food so should i eat more hominy (laughs) (laughs) no you should not eat more hominy but i can tell you what you can take so that you can start eating hominy and never have an issue Okay. What is this? Okay. So if that makes sense, like you should be able to eat hominy, no problem because you're having that reaction happening, um, just shows that there's an imbalance happening in your gut. 
but I can tell you a few things that you can get very easily, very cheaply um, to just take for a few months. And then you can try the hominy test and see if it works. And if it does, I'd love to, because yeah, no, uh, that's where the, the shooting up the idea, uh, the ass thing came from was because I actually had to go enema. I had to go full out enema to get this hominy out of my body. It was <laughs> so now then that tells me too, you need magnesium. So there's a few things we can talk about offline. <laughs> hey, I'm down to talk <laughs> about it. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely have some questions for you, Emily. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've researched this stuff for years. I've gone through helping hundreds and hundreds of people cool. on doing this in a health coaching business that I really have kind of fallen away from because I'm so concerned with what's going on in the world. But um, all my research is still there. All my knowledge is still there. I still continue to research. So I'm always just happy to help people. I, I love, well, Amazing. Love yeah. Babe, have you tried gluten-free yet? Like I keep telling you. Um, not particularly, but when I did order a burrito the other day, I got gluten gluten free wrap. (laughs) Well, let me ask. And I thought of you when I got it. (laughs) Well, so is a, um, is macaroni and cheese gluten free or keto? Uh, no, you can, you can, I know I'm, I'm joking. The worst food ever. But you can get gluten-free pasta and and gluten-free cheese, probably, right? I mean, I don't know if cheese is even glutinous. No. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't, I don't think it has gluten in it. No, it but... doesn't have any. No, can no, you make but... cheese with gluten in it? Probably. Oh, you could. <laughs> yeah, they... I like gluten. <laughs> Gluten's good. But I want <laughs> gluten-free and distilled water. And dude, I thought I had COVID. The the symptoms when really? I went gluten-free were terrible. I mean, I stunk. I was like just expelling everything. Like your, farts were, your farts were like sticking up. Reaction. Yeah, it's called die up. It's a Herxheimer reaction. And it happens, especially when um, you have an overgrowth of candida yeast and you have a huge amount of um, you know pathogenic bacteria that actually hide underneath the candida yeast. And as they start to die off, they die violently. Like they explode and they release oh, toxins into your bloodstream. You know, they're <laughs> microscopic, but all those toxins start to add up. Your liver can't process it. You feel hungover, the flu, all those things. That happened to me when I went through it back in 2013. Thought I was doing it wrong. I'm like, I have to be killing myself. I don't I can't even get out of bed. I have a toddler and I'm like at, at home being like, you can watch a TV because after work I just kind of lay down. I don't feel good. But it's it's absolutely a thing. But and that deters people from going through that process because they're like, well, I'm doing it wrong. I have to quit. I need to eat my sugar. I need to do my thing. And then, and, but what happens is if you power through, you push through, you drink water, you take milk thistle, you have lemon in your water, you do certain things to help aid your liver, um, give it a little bit of time and you're going to start feeling better than you felt since you were a kid. In, in oh yeah. I feel amazing now. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I know. I, I feel better now. I'm in my forties. I feel better now than I have, um, in my entire life, <laughs> you know, my energy levels and everything. When you said die violently, I just immediately thought of Stephen Paddock in my yeah. bloodstream. For <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they, explode. they literally explode toxins. That's how they die. It's crazy. When you see the video of them under a microscope, a microscope, they literally just like, boom, we'll yes. call it the paddock. The pad. You get that nasty ass fart. <laughs> hey, Dude, you know uh, what? This is a funny story. I was doing my laundry like it was probably like a month or month or so ago, and I farted while I was going down the hallway, and I was like, "Holy fuck, that stinks!" Usually, I could like like withstand my own brand, right? 
And then I go downstairs, I get my laundry, I come back up, and it's still stuck. <laughs> you thought there was a dead animal in the hall. See, that's the worst. Dude, it was that's so bad. bad man. I think poop particles in that air. Shit. Well, that's disgusting. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, Matt, I don't know what you want to do with that. Is that a good... Uh... <laughs> I think that's a great note to end off. On that note, <laughs> let's go out on a fart joke. <laughs> no, let's, uh, no this, is, this is a good time to wrap. Uh, you know, we've been going almost two hours now. And uh, I think I think this was great. I think we uh, we hit a lot more topics than I thought we would. And I told I, you we wouldn't have a problem. Matt. Oh, no, you, you get any of us together. And yeah, it's 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 automatic. I mean, but this was great, guys. I mean, I, I think we covered a lot of good stuff, a lot of helpful stuff. Um, let's just go around. Uh, give out your info to everybody and uh, we'll wrap it up from here. Rock and roll. Who wants to go first? Okay, I'll start. So I'm, uh, you can find me on Instagram at, at Miss Emily. It's M-I-S-S-E-M-B-I-L-Y. Um, and that's the best place to find me. I'm just constantly posting everything that I hate about the elite and the Shit world. posting. COVID and the lies. Yeah, I mean, just oh, yeah. lies all day long. <laughs> Gives good advice too. I will go next. Um, uh, Miss Emily does do some great stuff over there. So thank you very much for, for the advice that you've given me personally. Helping out with my father, talking about resveratrol and all this good stuff. Emily, thank you very much for that. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, so myself, I run Dangerous World Podcast, um, you know, Dangerous World Pod on Instagram. That's the primary uh, way to find me. Shadow Band right now. Uh, you can reach me there or Dangerous World Podcast at Gmail. The Patreon's always cooking with fire. Uh, you know, just having a lot of fun doing this thing. And Matt, thank you for getting us all together. Uh, it was great to meet you, Davey Wavy and Upstate Unconventional. Um, always uh, fun to meet new people. And you guys are awesome, dude. I love this group of people right here. So thank it's you, guys. Great. Yeah. All right, Nico, go ahead. All right. Well, again, Matt, thank you. This was a lot of fun. You can find me on Instagram at Upstate underscore Unconventional. My show is on all the major platforms. Or you can email me at UpstateUnconventional at gmail.com. And yeah. Hell yeah. Awesome. Okay. I guess I'm the last of the next, except for Matt. <clears throat> anyway, uh, yeah, this is fucking awesome. Uh, thank you for the opportunity, Matt. Hopefully you keep doing it on Mondays, the Master Debater Mondays. Um, so you can reach me at uh, DavyWavy2112 on Instagram. And also, I just created another account for my podcast that's red pill cartel podcast on instagram and yeah that's how you can get me excellent obviously i'll put all, all your info and links in the uh description so if you have any questions yeah, in case we all fucked it up or whatever yeah it happens. <laughs> well, it, it's funny you mentioned that because the first time i went on ryan's i couldn't even remember my instagram tag so i'm really trying to remember it and tell him and i gave the wrong one and i was like whatever it Shit happens matter. man yeah you'll find me if you need to find me and uh, you can find all my stuff at, at the Great Deception Podcast uh, on Instagram. And uh, we're going to start getting a YouTube page going, too, with a little of this. Some of this stuff. I'm not going to put this one up, obviously, because we did talk. We said the V word way too much. I just mm -hmm. get banned and it get taken down. But for the most part, I plan on putting this show up there um, as we get into some other topics. And 
you know, hopefully we've got some other things in, in the works. But uh, yeah, we're planning on doing this weekly right now and we'll see how it goes. And uh, if the response is good, we'll keep it going as much as we can. And uh, I thank everyone for joining me. I really appreciate it. You guys are great. This was awesome conversation. I had a blast. Um, thank you guys. Yeah. yeah thank you. Thank you. Fun. You guys are all awesome. Great conversation. Cruelty and injustice, intolerance and oppression. And where once you had the freedom to object, to think and speak as you saw fit, you now have sensors and systems of surveillance coercing your conformity and suppressing your submission. We need cameras. How did this happen? Who's to blame? Well, certainly there are those who are more responsible than others, and they will be held accountable. But again, truth be told, if you're looking for the guilty, you need only look into a mirror. I know why you did it. I know you were afraid. Who wouldn't be? War, terror, disease. There were a myriad of problems which conspired to corrupt your reason and rob you of your common sense. Fear got the best of you, and in your panic you turned to the now High Chancellor Adam Sutler. He promised you order, he promised you peace, and all he demanded in return was your silent, obedient consent.